0: And we're live. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Polygon Forest. I'm Ubisoft concept artist and indie developer, I guess I should say now, Yeah. Uh, Vin Hill. And I am also joined, as ever, by the indie developer, Mr. Christopher Jarvis. Hello. So, uh, yeah, do you want to kick us off this week? Because we've got a we've got a lot to talk about. I don't know if we're going to run through what we've been playing first, or if we're going to do that after, or... I think we're going to
1: clear there. up the elephant in the room, Vin, aren't we?
0: Well, uh, yeah. I think you're so. like this mega well,
1: superstar elephant. now.
0: Oh, get out of here! I'm, just, I'm not that big. Not that big. Just one tweet.
1: Was would you it. say? Would you say your tweet went viral? <laughs> no, I absolutely would not. You wouldn't use that word. So, no. Vin, uh, on, yeah, I've had stuff go anything. viral before, but that's not. That's yeah, this this what was. you and your doctor talk about. You know, that's uh... <laughs> <laughs> that's well. Um, if you're watching us for the first time and you've come off the back of seeing this amazing image, uh, this animation of a pixelated zombie um, <laughs> eating a cool-looking dude that looks a bit like Vin, then that's because Vin's making this indie game um, mm. about about a guy and some zombies. And um, yeah, the, the the tweet took off, and you've had some cool comments. It's I think it's going to hit hundred thousand views, and you've had lots of retweets and lots of lovely, nice, positive things being said
0: have it's been very weird actually to get as much positive reaction to it because like we had this discussion in the pre-show but like i, I for anyone that doesn't know i work at um, ubisoft so it's kind of like i'm very much used to the uh the negative side of things yeah. you could say like it's a gamers are generally like not very kind when it comes to their word use when it comes to like the company which i work at, which you know i, I Take with a pinch of salt, like gamers are gamers are very vocal. Um, but yeah, this tweet like working on my indie stuff, like I've never really had any attention towards it. And this is sort of the first time that anything's really kicked off about it. So hmm. just seeing all of these absolutely wonderful comments from people and people like being really supportive and and nice and reacting to it really nice, it's just very very strange like i'm not used to this whatsoever so yeah yeah if anyone if anyone's like watching this after the fact then you know i just want to say thank you i really really appreciate it like it's kind of yeah it's kind of overwhelming a little bit it was brilliant
1: i love that day because it was just like looking at it racking up racking up the views and it's the i mean i've heard like celebrities talk about when their tweets go viral and stuff and i just think they they pass it off and they they're kind kind of humble. But I was just like, oh my god, it's got a thousand views. Oh my god, it's got two thousand views. And I just kept reading the comments. And then like all day, if I just was like having a bit of a laugh, I was like, I'm just gonna go read the comments again. And everything was just <laughs> yeah. really nice, and it was just like this flood of like nice comments. And for me, I don't know, but I don't know how you took it or didn't, but for me, I felt really good. I was like, ah, oh, I made up for him. I really chuffed for him. So it was good for me like i appreciate man. Yeah. like seeing it, would... it like from nothing just hearing you talk about it seeing it from nothing and then seeing the first few bits in me getting really excited whenever i've seen it and then like sharing that excitement with other people it's just uh it's been really good for me so yeah
0: yeah yeah it's been it's been very strange like i'm, I'm still trying to get my head around the whole thing like it's kind of just it's just weird to me yeah you know, i'm kind of
1: yeah <laughs> you're doing the right thing though you're taking in your strides you're not not letting it think oh it's i've got a hit on my hands you know right. sign sealed delivered you know don't have to worry about the game now it still doesn't have any sound you're still working on the on the vertical slice so like the tiny little bit of the uh, tiny little section of the video game to, to see whether or not you actually got something that's got that's got legs yeah it's, zombies it's, might not it's, have it's, legs
0: well you know yeah he actually does have legs but you never see him which is kind of, like I kind of regret like uh, making his whole body now because like all you ever see is like with the top friends. half, yeah, right. It's, it's sort of a waste of time there. but yeah, it's it's very strange like seeing so many people react to just the visual side of it and like they're really excited about the zombie on the fence and stuff. And then we had this discussion. I think people are just happy to see like pixel art interact with three D a little bit. So that's that's I your think theory, that's, yeah. And my, that's theory my theory is anyway. that
1: people like looking at grass.
0: I, th- I think it's the grass, maybe. Yeah so it might be a combination of both but yeah it's it's, at this point they are very focused on the visual side of it so like Mm. my feet are very much on the ground in that respect like yeah the little tweet got like hundred thousand views almost now and it's all nuts that that's happened but at the end of the day like i'm still making a game and the game is only good like when people play it and say that it's good um Um, it's not something visual so yeah
1: That's true. And it does help. Lots of games have fallen down that track of looking great, getting a lot of buzz, you know, having press releases and things like that just based on how it looks. And, you know, people buying it and then it not going down very well. Um, I mean, I've certainly played a few of them, like
0: ones where I've fallen into that trap, being like, wow, that looks amazing. Like, I need to play that, like, just based off the visuals alone. hmm. And then I install it, download it, I get an hour into it, and I've just been like, yeah, this, this is not like anything not anything unique like it's amazing to look at but like as after gifts that's it you know mm. and i don't i don't really want to fall into that trap of just being like this gift machine <laughs> people
1: seem so the pressure's to, on you know, now you got to make a good game because otherwise you'll just be one of those people
0: no <laughs> I, I mean i i really i really don't care if the, the game makes it or not pretty much like i'm i'm excited about it like i'm excited that people have reacted to it but like in yeah. terms of the actual development like it doesn't really help it all hurt it so. Certain way it's just mm. i'm still going to be focusing on the vertical slice i'm still going to get people to try it out yeah um, it won't affect what you would
1: feedback. have done if it had or hadn't have, have been a successful tweet yeah not at
0: all maybe maybe there might be a, an extra zombie in the game somewhere now but that's about it
1: yeah, yeah. like wow people really like the zombies i make got to make sure it's got plenty of them well that'd be yeah. hilarious if that's like the one and only zombie in the game and like <laughs> people so uh, well there's
0: yeah there's three i think okay so it, it might it might get pushed up to five might have to happen <laughs> like fine. just yeah. coming at the window and just, just, just like out. hi yeah. yeah just walking by being confused like just those sort of things yeah but yeah no it's uh, to sort of put a full stop on it but yeah it's, it's been it's been great like the just people talking about it has been it's been really nice to see and just like high profile people as well working at massive studios yeah it's, it's like I really appreciate like all the shares yeah. especially because that's sort of what made it explode like by itself. It wasn't so much
1: just
0: did and carry it, like the people that retweeted it, carried it. That's,
1: yeah, and I think you know, it, I really appreciate it I think it was really interesting as well because there was people, people that work where you work or at least in the same company, I don't know if, how well you do or don't know them as well, that were also right. tweeting. And the fact that I've not noticed them tweet on your other bits and bobs made me think that, wow, they, you know, it's not just the algorithm, there's something to it which is connecting with people. And you've like yeah. you've stumbled on something that is like resonating um because uh you know it can't just be the algorithm it has to be that nugget of interest and intrigue that you've you've got there so it's like you've yeah i'm, yeah. I'm just glad that people are digging it so far so we'll
0: we'll see like yeah for all i know they get that controller in their hands and they're just like wow this is boring like the zombie is cool but everything else is boring you know I'm, I'm fully expecting something like that to happen so yeah just yeah we'll see but we'll uh like if anyone is interested in that like we'll probably be talking more about um not only my game but obviously Chris's and uh, we also have uh another indie developer on called uh, Sam Webster um we have a once a month uh solo round table like indie dev podcast that we do so check in on each one of our uh projects and then we sort of keep each of our accountable where we are mm. so I'm going to be sharing more about my project but we're also going to be seeing more of, uh, from chris and uh sam as well so if you yeah. are interested in it, please like and subscribe uh, and then you can be notified like when that does uh come about probably within next week or so i assume yeah because i think we're due
1: for one we're due for one soon yes it's nearly a, yes yeah. the end of the month isn't it so yeah we're due one.
0: yeah so you'll be able to see more of it then well yeah
1: yeah um other than that then should we dive into what we've been playing or or, or news side of things
0: that is up to you sir like if you want to mix it up talk about news first or you want to talk
1: about games let's, I mix, don't it up. It. let's mix it up let's talk about news cool um, why people, some people might have clicked um, so yes there's been this tweet um, I, it was a video sorry it was uh, yes it was a a video um, based on a, a podcast so this is from that chap's name who is Mark Darrah. Uh <laughs> you could tell I was trying to find the article there so he worked at the studio for over 23 years at Bioware, and he was describing in this, um, in this podcast about what Bioware magic was. And he had some pretty colourful, fruitful things to say about Bioware magic. He wasn't a fan. And off the back of what his, uh, his podcast video was about, then flocks of people came to Twitter, and then the whole conversation around crunches has, has opened up again. Uh, we've both seen the the little 7 minute video and from what i can take of it initial takeaways yes there is a conversation still to be had about crunch but he was kind of talking more about um, video game process and not understand not knowing where you are in a, in a in a dev cycle i i think so to me it was more about bad process um, what are your initial thoughts on it then vin yeah i
0: mean it's it's just about general ignorance around the games and stream development like we spoke about this before but um it's this whole idea that there's a lot of people that believe that they know how video games are made based on playing them which is sort of like a stupid way of looking at anything pretty much and this guy just basically lays out like the the issues that studios have when they don't properly schedule stuff out they don't have management um that are actually like on the ball and they sort of like plan this stuff out accordingly um a lot of people think because this is a creative industry which it absolutely is but it it definitely needs structure still this is and Bioware of the sort of um what was the game they were working on after Dragon Age Inquisition Anthem Anthem that was it yeah like the Anthem because I think I remember reading in an interview about this and they were constantly referencing like the Bioware magic thing and they were sort of saying that like throughout development of all of our projects we've done this thing where we like just scramble towards the end we crunch at the very end and it just works out and we get 10 out of 10 games like constantly like mm-hmm. it happened time after time after time so they were sort of like well this structure isn't broken then we're not going to fix it um and then it did sort of come to a head with anthems release because then they realized like okay it didn't work out this time like it didn't all come together at the end like, yeah it did the previous times so like that sort of exposed the issues of this sort of system so it's yeah uh that's and that's pretty much like where this conversation sort of came out from um because we're certainly seeing it from other companies right now that um take on the same tactics but absolutely have not failed yet um most yeah. notably places like naughty dog um, yeah notoriously known for their crunch and people like that turn around is pretty constant like they're year after year there's just people leaving yeah. every five minutes so it's kind of like
1: twitter is yeah, always but, like i've got my dream job at uh, naughty dog and then there's another tweet that's like it's been a great three years at, at naughty dog and now i'm moving on right. to other things and that's what that like the twitter timeline is filled up with and it's not just uh, naughty dog it's other other studios as well oh yeah it's
0: i mean i'm just using naughty dog as an example mm. but anywhere that uses a sort of tactic to get out quality games i guess like because that's the that's the sort of argument for it and the reason why they do it is because it works to some extent um obviously not that i agree with it it's just the the actual outcome of it like they, they generally like develop pretty decent games like in terms of like how they're received
1: yeah and there's this belief that seems that a lot of people do believe which i don't believe at all which is um you know what goes into making a great game, unfortunately, is crunch. Like, crunch is part of making a great game. And they they think that if you make crunch, that's, you know, you're part way there to making a great game. And to me, they're not mutually exclusive. You can have a great game. It just takes longer for Mm -hmm. regular working hours. It's just simple maths, (laughs) you know. um, And um, for me, it's like, it's counterproductive because people you know, there's been studies about when people work longer than eight hours, eight 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 and a half hours, you get the same symptoms as when you're drunk. In yeah, terms productivity of productivity
0: goes down as well.
1: Yeah. And yeah. uh, your, your productivity goes down, your obviously your mental state goes down, it affects your, um, your physical health, like your, um, it spikes all the different the wrong chemical, like the bad chemicals in your brain, like your immune response takes over and you can get health conditions if it's a long lasting thing. And you know it would be way better for everyone if they just got a good 8 hour sleep and worked a normal 9 to 5 sort of yeah like like the rest of the world has got this figured out it just seems like video games are the only industry which are still in that infancy where they they think that it it's it's good for them or because a lot of young people are you know a lot of video games are made by younger people there's not a huge number of sort of 50 60 70 year olds making video games because it's still the industry's in its infancy still.
0: Yeah, it's 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 strange because like you're right, uh, absolutely you're correct, and that um, it's just the fact that the video games industry is very young. Um, we're not very mature yet, like in terms of an industry. Like we've really only been around like producing games at this sort of level uh, for about thirty years, hmm. like if, if you really stretched it. But really, it's probably about twenty. Like we've been at like this AAA output of banging out video games with literally hundreds of people in one space over multiple years on one production sort of thing. So Mm -hmm. we're sort of figuring this out. Um, I think a lot of the problems stem from the fact that games industry 20 years ago, like, so you take that 20 years of the the video games sort of infancy, 20 years ago, it was the majority of developers were under 30. Yeah. The vast majority. of So younger guys as well.
1: Majority of guys.
0: Right. So if you go back and you watch, um, Documentaries like the making of Halo 2, um, you'll sort of learn that pretty quickly. Like it's there's a lot of young guys that are pulling all nighters and it's cool. And they're they're eating pizza and they're drinking or whatever, they they're having a great time, they're getting paid great money. Um, they're just having a blast at making video games and they're like twenty four years old, like living the dream mm. sort of thing. Like who cares if we're staying up until three AM? Like it's who gives a crap, right? Mm. Yeah, it's my body, um, my choice. I'm, I'm, yeah right 24 years old i don't care and when you watch them documentaries like in context you're sort of like yeah this totally fits like they can do whatever they want but, you know they're getting paid for it hmm. and they want to do that then go for it but fast forward 10 years to the present day and that's no longer the case um as we know um people have gotten older they've got families they've got kids they've got um other op- um, obligations they've got responsibilities that they need to look after and they can't do that anymore mm. and the industry is sort of catching up with that idea i think and i think honestly that's what a lot of this stems from is the fact that we're just like everyone's waking up feeling a little bit older every day yeah <laughs> so it's
1: yeah yeah 100 that's
0: sort of the impression i get anyway but i don't know like i mean we both we both worked in studios before we yeah. both have vastly different um experiences vastly different yeah vastly different
1: it's probably the spectrum i'd say yeah i guess i mean
0: because i mean as much as it doesn't like getting talked about because crunch is a weird discussion when it comes to gamers anyway because they're always mad about it but genuinely they don't really care that much about if the game's good enough they're
1: gonna buy it i don't know a gamer that's gone Oh, this is my favorite IP, it's my favorite game. But I heard that there's really bad crunch and that there's people that are not happy about that. I'm still going to buy the game. Like, I've never exactly. heard anyone go, I'm not going to buy it for this reason. You know, right. That, that's... So people don't, the problem is people don't vote without wallets on this subject yeah. whatsoever. Like, the,
0: if there was a graph to say how much people crunch versus like how good the game is, like the, the line would just be, it'd be ridiculous. Like, it just nobody would care. But if a game, was really bad and it crunched like crazy then everyone talks about it like anthem good example anthem yeah another good example cyberpunk you hear about all the yeah. crunch on that and then people are like really angry about it all of a sudden it's like wait a minute so you're angry about cyberpunk having crunch but you weren't angry about the last of us part two having crunch where is your line of ethics here or like, the witcher I'm not really... three i'm
1: guessing the witcher three probably had a similar amount of crunch as Cyberpunk. Well, yeah just as bad yeah so like where
0: where is the line here like I'm curious like as a developer because like I want to know where gamers care apparently at, at whatever point like does it happen you know because it's just a lot of it it just doesn't line up a lot of the time so it's yeah. it's it's a weird conversation because of that and if you tell anyone like oh well last of us part two crunches a lot they'll say stupid things like well I guess that's what helps the game. I guess that's why it's so good. is because everyone's like busting ass on it and they, they want to do the best that they can. So I'm yeah. like, yeah, there is an element to that. I understand that. There's going to be young guys and girls that work there as well. The industry's changed a lot. So there's a lot of women working in these studios as well mm. um, that are probably still in that like young crunch mode that like I like to crunch. And there are absolutely developers yeah. that like to crunch. And there is like, something we you have said to about admit that.
1: productivity in times of the day. So when I was younger, yeah. For me, I was way more productive like midnight, midnight to like two or three. That's my sweet spot of productivity. And it's because there's no other things to do, like at two or three o'clock no distractions. There's no distractions and you don't have to like live your life because no yeah. one should be doing anything at that time of the day. And like I trick myself and, and you know, when you're younger, your brains are wired differently. So for, like, for men, I think it's like 25 or something when their brains like stop developing and your sleep cycles change all throughout your life. And so when you're in that sort of 21 to 25 age gap, you can be product- productive at that sort of time in the morning. Um, but, you know, that that doesn't mean to say that you can't get a good night's sleep, go to bed at a reasonable time, wake up and do a, you know, a nine to five. Like, I, I've done that too. So it, it's not an argument to say, oh, but I get my best work done at like, you know, 3am or whatever. Yeah because if that's the case, then it's like, okay, fine. We we live in a world where we're working across, sometimes working across different time zones on a video game, still doing eight hours, just start uh, later on in the afternoon, you know, finish at two or three o'clock in the morning, go to bed, have eight hours, wake up and then start later. It's it's the hours in the day that people are cramming in that's that's unhealthy and they're not getting their rest. So like working late because it's, it's my better time to work is not, it's not an excuse no it's really not I mean it the end of the day like after all of this
0: is said and done like there's because we, we've spoken about this before as well about the whole idea like the reason why crunch was so acceptable like 10 years ago is because like all these people breaking into industry suddenly getting their dream jobs right like yeah. you shouldn't complain about working too much when you're working your dream job yeah um but the reality of it is is like yeah it is a dream job but After a couple of years, like it literally becomes a job as well. That's the thing. So that's what you've found, isn't it? So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's still a job. I mean, it's, I absolutely love this job. Like, I draw pictures for a living for Christ's sake. Like, how do I complain about that? Like, I I can't. Yeah. Like, I'm very, very privileged and I, I, I remember that every single day that I'm alive. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, you've got to, like, this is just a job still. Like, and you've got to be able to, like, Get on with your responsibilities as well like yeah. i'm fortunate enough not to have too many outside of work but like if if i had a sick parent or if i had two kids i had to look after and, and stuff like that and it's like no i've really got to finish work at five yeah I've because got go i need to kids pick up my
1: yeah right got responsibilities like, yeah
0: not having that ability and like having to call up your wife and all, or your husband and just be like yo can you Pick the kids up today i'm sorry i'm gonna have to stay behind at the office like yeah what time are you going to be home we're not sure it might be a, it might be a late one and then you don't show up that night or whatever like that's not acceptable yeah. these days and i think everyone would agree with that but it's the the conversation about when that's right or wrong is is very strange but I like to come back to like to pivot back to this sort of conversation with um what's his name mark um, uh mark Durham, Dara. Um, Dara, Mark Dara, sorry. Um, yeah, I mean, he's, like, the way that he sort of frames it is the, like, the hockey stick analogy that he's yeah. got. Of, I think a lot of, the, like, the problems in the modern-day crunch, which is, like, your Bioware's, like, your Naughty Dog's and stuff, is just the lack of management, in my opinion. I think it's just, like, not scheduling stuff out properly. Yeah. And this is where, like, everything just comes to a head, which, like, oh, crap, we've only got, like, three months left. We need to finish this game. Hmm. Everyone has to stay tonight sort of thing. Like, that's just poor, poor, like, scheduling more than anything. But I guess, like, what was your experience with Crunch, like, personally? Because... So, yes. um, It's a bit different from mine, but, yeah.
1: Yeah, I worked briefly for three months um, after uni. I think it was 2012. So, uh, a long time ago now. I worked at Sony uh, in Cambridge. It was transitioning to Gorilla at the time, but it's no longer there now. So I can talk about it. It's all right. And, yeah, we had... We had bad crunch. All I can talk about is the experiences that I had and what I saw in uh, the intern. So I was an intern, yeah. um, and so the interns were all trying to get a job there. So we were working at the job and trying to impress everyone and, and trying to do a good job um, to you know ultimately be hired or have a good a good you know gold star to put on our CV so that we could find work elsewhere. Right, and the crunch that we experienced it was um it was pretty bad because it was i'm not going to say it was encouraged but when crunch happened it was um it was talked about in a positive way and it was right it was people are blasé about it people are blasé about it they're either indifferent or they were impressed by how long people were willing to stay in the office so there was some circumstances of people staying overnight so sleeping at their desk um and you know waking up the not uh, being and then the, the cleaner would come in and the person would wake up and surprise the cleaner and nearly give him a heart attack and those that that happened okay yeah. so you know and, and and the reason why people were working late and myself was working late um doing long hours uh, was because we were trying to get a job there so we were trying to you know we were trying to show our worth and we weren't we were given we was in this situation where we weren't told to go home at you know home time that that never happened it wasn't like okay you guys you should stop working now it, it, you know that that situation never never happened so i was working a full time job yeah trying to apply for the job that i was working for during the day i was then working on a uh, a test like an art test in the evenings and the weekends to try and use as a an example to try and get the job of the job I was already working. At the same time, they were advertising the job that I was working at for free as an intern. Right. Um, to to outside outside people, so I was still competing with with other people that weren't actually there working doing the job. So just me working there doing the job wasn't enough for them to figure out whether or not they wanted me to work there doing the job. If mm-hmm. that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, at the time, all they were doing was um, was covering expenses. So, and for me personally, that was just uh, petrol receipts. So it wasn't even paid per mile. It was just the petrol to get me there and back. Um,
0: yeah, it's pretty bad.
1: Yeah. So that was pretty bad. So it, that then that, that was management. So it was management for me. I blame management. They they yeah they allowed always, that to it's happen. It's always management, man. It's they always were, management. They were either indifferent or they were encouraging it or being impressed by how much people were willing to learn um yeah and and the fact that management were like yeah let's let's spend all this money on job adverts and let's talk to hiring companies and let's interview people and they weren't even looking at the people that were under their noses they weren't talking to the the team leaders like how is this person do you think they would be good here in a in a job capacity should we give them a a full-time job yeah so those questions weren't happening which which at the very least, it's just a waste of their time and money. Like they're wasting time and money circulating through people that aren't going to be there very long, showing them all the systems, getting them all set up, making them learn the software. You know, learning the process, learning the pipeline, uh, and then just doing the whole thing all over again. Um, so to me, that's just just ridiculous. That was my example of I mean, of crunch. free labor, I guess. Like that was, the, was the
0: probably goal from it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That, so so they were their 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 cost per. Yeah, their, their cost per person was, were, was down when they when they had interns. So it's desirable in that respect. And, and that kind of brings me on to the, the point of the hockey stick. It's all to do with where does the pivot point happen? Where does the where is the end point? You don't know when the, it's all going to come together. For me, like, I don't care how long it takes to make a video game. For, if I was on it, when I was making a video game for a company, I didn't care when it gets released. All I care yeah. about is that I do a good job and that the game's good. That's what I care about. That's what the gamers care about. That's what the devs care about. The only people that care about the release date is the marketing team, for some reason in terms of like how well it will do financially and commercially and what other what the you know. Well, I the think the marketing is. team
0: care about it because they need to plan for that more than anything, I think. Yeah. Like that's the
1: And what the Yeah, what you're saying. and the shareholders yeah. that that get profit. Yeah. Um, and the thing is, like, when a game's not done, you have two options. You can allow crunch to happen, and you're getting poor output for less money. Or you can just go, well, we're not very good at figuring out when games are ready, I guess. We still need to work on that. That's our fault, because it's management's responsibility for figuring out how long it takes to make a video game. It's not the devs. The devs just need to work a day. They don't need to worry right. about their, their deadlines. They just turn up get told what work to do and do the work uh, you know it's the management that should figure out how many days that should take and it's the management that go oh we've got this release window we need to release it now and it's management that go oh we're going to delay it for this amount of time you know yep. th- the failure is on the, the company it's not on the devs so uh, so to me it if i had my way like all crunch would be illegal you could have um over time is a different it is matter. in some countries that's that's the funny
0: thing about yeah. it you know like it absolutely is in some places yeah. like yeah. the the right to disconnect has become lower in a lot of places especially in canada recently like canada just passed a law about that saying the right to disconnect like if you hit a certain time of the day you can just and you out the door hit your hours yeah you can just walk out and there can be no uh, like um no repercussions towards you or anything like that yeah. so it's kind of yeah it's it's becoming law basically and i think that's a direct result of this sort of thing yeah. but like i guess like the stem of all of this and my assumption is anyway is the japanese games industry more than anything it's always fascinating to hear these sort of stories around the um the industry yep hi Game ray she's uh, joined us in the uh chat there okay. talking about cyberpunk yeah we mentioned that before yes um but yeah, like, I think the origins of it is absolutely in you know, Japan because like, as much as people complain about Western games companies because they understand they can get interviews and they can get people talking about it and stuff, um, nobody ever, ever mentions like Japanese Crunch because it's embedded not only into the Japanese games industry, but it's a Japanese culture writ large. Sure. And it always has been, and it still is to this day. And if you think Crunch is bad in the West, like on Cyberpunk or The Last of Us, you haven't heard anything until like, you told some people from Square Enix or Capcom or konami like that they are in hell on earth like if you want to do some comparisons like they're completely different ballpark because it's systemic to the whole culture mm. but they have this thing called a Gambaru, which is like do your best sort of thing and if you're seen as not doing your best then you're like a weak member of society you're not really contributing to anything and you're just you're a waste of space and things like that
1: that's crazy um, because you could that could you could that's a fine phrase but you could mean it to mean you know work life balance like do your best work life balance like do you be your best person outside of work as well like yeah no it doesn't it doesn't it it, it's very specific
0: to society as a whole like you do your best to contribute to society right so it's very so like i was a school teacher for a while before i worked in a japanese games company and just even it was way worse at the school than it was uh when i was working at ubisoft in osaka because like the the school system was embedded into the whole what we would call crunch over here but like to the like the average japanese person it's just like oh he's just doing his best oh, masha. No, like he's, he's doing his best he did his best or like people when they greet each other at work they say which is like um Otsukare is like um thank you for your hard work and stuff and people will just constantly say these phrases over and over again yeah which basically means that you know people what it results in is that people will stay late every night pretty much like there was constantly developers at ubisoft and Osaka that would just like i would be walking out at five and i'd know like the japanese developers all the foreigners would be walking out it's like yeah the day is done we finished our work yeah. the japanese people often stay behind not because like there was any studio pressure from it it was just like that was just the japanese system and i think because of the games industry did so well as well in japan like it was basically born there like that's like yeah. the triple a sort of you know um model that we've got to make development of games now was sort of it's born in japan, japan yes it's like part. a
1: japanese export
0: so i kind of i kind of get the impression that it might be something from that is the seed of it but it's, it was very fascinating to me to live and work in japan and just see the cultural differences between the foreigners and then seeing like how japanese people would you know push through because even if like the interesting thing about the schools was if you were working in a japanese like uh, um school as an english teacher you would see teachers just pretending to do extra work and staying late just so they can look like they're doing more and it's very little to do on the actual job that you do it's not about the quality of the work that you do it's more about the amount of work that you do is is more valued and being so, seen uh, to be
1: doing it rather than actually more doing
0: m- it. it's mostly about that very specifically it's about how you are portrayed and how hard working you seem to other people wow. is the most important thing in Japanese society almost so it's kind of like this weird you know everyone's like battling to like stay the longest so they can so they can look like they've worked the hardest and I think a lot of that is bled in so that into the japanese games industry absolutely but also yeah. large into the games industry in the west we're obviously again, rid of that like it's it's slowly filtering out now yeah. i think we're almost out but i think it's going to be a long a long road for uh, the poor developers in japan because ultimately like this is never covered ever like no one ever talks about the japanese games industry i've never read an
1: article about the japanese uh
0: yeah and why would you right yeah. because it's it's also very frowned upon in japan to complain about society in any way so that's why like when Hideo Kojima got f- fired pretty much from Konami um you will never find out why that happened ever he will never want people worry about it yeah because he doesn't want to complain because the the old expression like the the nail that stands up in Japan gets hammered down um it's very much about that as well like if you if you're seen if you're seen to be complaining then you're just being dramatic and you're you know you're just causing trouble you're, you're creating problems Like, you're you're a drama queen. Like, Mm. you don't want anything to do that. Like, do your best stuff. Like, gambatine. You know? It's very strange. Um... Shogunai. Yeah, and and that expression specifically. I know we, Joe and I constantly say shogunai, which is like, oh, it can't be helped. Like, if you ever complain about anything in Japan, I guarantee that is the expression I would get said to you more than anything. It's like, ah, shogunai now. But it 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 always can not be helped. But it absolutely can't be can helped. be helped yeah can be helped like like 99% of the things that they say shogunai to is like yeah you can absolutely fix this yeah especially crunch like why why are people staying until nine? nine oh because they want to work hard they're doing their best like okay just makes no sense
1: yeah but providing for culture what do you think they're doing yeah right like, oh, it just looks to me like they're pretending to work <laughs> or at least yeah no and it's
0: just there's a really funny anime like if you if, on uh, netflix if you ever watch it it's called uh kill or kill Uh, one of the most hilarious animes ever made because it's just a massive like cultural reference to everything that's not wrong with japan but it's it's there's a lot of nods to japanese culture in that and the um like one of the one of the main characters is a school girl and she's constantly rushing to get to school she's like oh i'm gonna be late i'm gonna be late she's always running to school but the second she gets to school and she like sits at her desk she's asleep and that is completely true like kids will literally rush around to be like perceived as working hard, like, oh, I need to get to class, I need to do this. They'll get to class and like, there'll be a load of kids just sleep on their desk throughout lessons, like, not paying attention. Like, oh, leave him alone. Like, he's been working hard this week. <laughs> it's like, all well, he does is sleep. Like, I'm here every week, dude. You know, although, but, yeah, you it's, know, it's sometimes
1: I'm in a, like, sometimes if I know that bedtime's coming, I will rush to go to bed, but mm. that's never usually at work or school. <laughs> Right. So I guess we don't get that in the in the West, but yeah, uh, Ray, that's one part of Japanese culture that needs to change. Yeah, if there was Absolutely. one, uh, yeah. yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, yeah, I mean, Japanese Japanese are notorious for having like some
0: of the world's highest suicide rates. Um, There's a yeah. very good reason for that, and um, I, I guarantee like tiredness is
1: the vast majority
0: of it because it just yeah. sparks depression.
1: So there was yeah. this one. There was this one episode when I was working um, in Cambridge. I would have to drive there from Milton Keynes, so it was a long commute. It was like two and a half hour. Uh, commute there and back sometimes if the traffic was bad i think it was like two hours um right. to get there. and um so i would be working my my balls off trying to get this job you know it was high stress situation like didn't have a job i had you know it was in my as in my student loan had gone and i was in my credit card and all this sort of stuff because i was working for i was paying to work there basically because you know the cost of my car running it and stuff yeah. and um you know, you know tires went on the m1 or whatever motorway it was to get there and so i had to pay a load of tire i had to buy a load of tires so yeah it was costing me a lot of money i had no money i was relying on parents to sort of foot the bill another thing which i sort of have a problem with because other people don't have that that opportunity um right. don't have those parents that can you know support support their kids all, all the time and um, yeah, i mean there's, there's a good reason why that studio isn't there anymore chris yeah so. yeah yeah totally agree yeah. totally agree um and I was driving back one day and I was just so, so tired. And this never happened to me before or since. And I was just so, so tired. But I had nowhere else to go, so I needed to drive home. And, and I just totally zoned out while I, w- I was coming up to roundabout. And I didn't not just not notice a car that was coming to the right of me. In the UK, we have to give way to the right on, on a roundabout. And um, I, I even was going too fast just for the roundabout. And this was a roundabout Mm -hmm. that didn't have a straight on, it just had a left and a right. So I was just going too fast. And I had to slam on the brakes just to stop on the the roundabout. Luckily the car on the right of me saw and had to do an emergency brake, but I just didn't even notice that until I was on the roundabout and was like, oh, I should probably brake because I'm just gonna go into a field now. And then I had that, like I stopped on the roundabout and I was just like, yeah, this is no good. This is not healthy. Like if I keep doing this, you know, This could have ended quite badly and it was because i was overworking myself at a company trying to prove myself trying to get a job from them and i was just like yep something's wrong here like the system has failed this this is not this is not good enough there should be safeguards in place to prevent this sort of thing from happening like that these these acts this i didn't think it it should it's not my fault like i'm just trying to get a job i'm just trying to like you know be a good good person in society i'm trying to You know, pay my way. I'm trying to get a a job. Trying to do your best, Chris. I was just trying to do my best. And I thought, you know, yeah, this is not good. So that was a bit of a wake up call, really. Like, it's not healthy. Like, you you can be fit and young and healthy and you can do the long hours, but you can just, you can get yourself in a lot of trouble. So that could have, that could have gone down wrong. So that's, that happened to me. So anyone that goes, oh, yeah, I like being tired, I like working. It's like, well, better not get behind a car then if you're that tired because, yep. Pridefulness kills. Yeah, I mean,
0: I mean the only, the only, not good side, but the only like side note to that I guess is like because it was ten years ago. It, I'm guessing a lot of, a lot of stuff has changed. I hope like at Sony level anyway. Um, yeah, all, because, all, I can,
1: all I can say is that it was that long ago, so you know it's, it's hopefully ten it's years changed, ago. Yeah. So uh, pff, hopefully, it's I guess. That,
0: I mean, that sort of like brings it on to. Like, my sort of experience in in 2022, like, which is 10 years later, which is, I, in the seven years I've worked in the game studios that I've worked in, I've worked in Japan and the US and in Canada, over three countries, I've never done any crunch, ever.
1: That, to Um, me, is absolutely shocking. Because to me, I've just got this idea, like, this AAA idea of, like, oh, if you're in AAA, if you're in a big AAA, then, yeah, you must have crunch. You must have at least... Some crunch or people that want to crunch or crunch happening here, there, and everywhere. Yeah. But for yeah, you to have the that, way the way it's that shocking. it's,
0: I mean, because a lot of people don't like the idea that, hey, Ubisoft does something right, you know, sort of thing. I know like people are sort of shocked by this idea, but yeah, like Ubisoft devs, the vast majority of them don't crunch. Um, If people need to work overtime, which is a completely different thing, like we're not talking about crunch, um, if, if people want to work overtime, for one, it is 100% optional hundred percent like your performance is not like judged upon it whatsoever like you have to get approval to even get overtime. you can't just stay behind and be like i'm just going to stay until 3 a.m it's like if the manager says no you go home Mm. like you don't you're not allowed to stay they will they will kick you out they'll turn off your computers like at a certain time Mm. that's that's how strict they are on it our company Mm. and there's something to be said about that because ubisoft especially in Montreal is the world's biggest game studio in terms of employee count. So if they can handle 4,000 people, not to crunch, I don't really see why anyone else can't do it. And it's, I think a lot of that comes down to the fact that Ubisoft has pretty decent management. I know that might be like shocking to hear for some people, but like in terms of scheduling games out, they've got it pretty figured out, you know, like we can work to a point where it's like, okay, this game is probably going to hit around this time. Like, yeah, we might get a delay here and there, but for the most part, like yeah. the games come out, they finish, and people aren't killing themselves over making them. Yeah, you know. So like, so, so if the there, biggest there one method... in the
1: world can do it, there is no excuse for any others, is there? Except for right. la- like poor management, because yeah, you can't have the employee count be a reason. If the biggest one, yeah, doesn't no, have a confidence. lot of
0: this, a lot of this is just down to management and tracking tasks and so sort of scheduling stuff out correctly and saying, okay, identifying issues that could be systemic to the rest of the team. So if, if X developer is, is working on something that could benefit 20 other developers, it's about communicating that and like saying, okay, if there's an, if there's a problem over here and it's going to affect all these other people, we need to work on that problem first. Yeah. And it's about prioritizing that sort of task and figuring that stuff out. Because honestly, that's where the majority of the problems come from in these studios is that people aren't identifying the issues with the games and then sort of thinking about like how to tackle this in the right order and then do it properly and a lot of that is just down to bad scheduling and management so it's just there's really no excuse it's just about like people give it free passes like to companies like naughty dog where it's like high stress paying job but like people come out of it with a, with a shining resume absolutely true mm. but at the end of the day like well, why not like why can't we get rid of these weird things that companies like naughty dog say like um oh we don't really have we have a flat management system we have a flat floor system where everyone can just walk up to each other we don't really have meetings mm. things like that it's like so how do you figure stuff out like if there's a problem yeah. and it, it involves more than one person like how do you really like diagnose that and fix it mm. like without going through 25 hoops and this extends out into a whole massive issue which takes months to fix like, how, how do you figure that out? And the answer is they don't until it's too late and then they have to crunch and figure it out that way. Yeah. So it's sort of, yeah, it's very strange.
1: It sounded like Mark Darrow was saying that they didn't know where the pivot point was and they didn't know when things systems start coming together. And it's like, well, yeah, if you're not going to use an agile system or a waterfall system and you don't have mm-hmm. your, um, your milestones mapped out with a time scale, then yeah, you're not going to know when systems are supposed to come together and supposed to gel. And if you're not good at planning that out, then yeah, it's going to be a surprise, and yeah, yeah you should uh, yeah you should plan that in accordingly, and then then it's then it's not a surprise. So it's I mean obviously you can't talk about how Ubisoft management works in terms of what systems you implement. I, I'm assuming, right. but it sounds like that you know there is a way to do it, and um, Ubisoft have got I've got that. Um, it's just
0: I, I'm yeah. I'm just extremely wary of any company that turns around and says yeah we don't really like everyone's approachable. There's no like. Um, hierarchy like I hate when they say that there's no hierarchy in our studio it's like that sounds like a really bad place to work yeah
1: there is you just don't want people to know what it is which is not good
0: because you need leadership you need people to tell you what to do and what not to do and focus on the right things at the right time otherwise this could go off the rails really really quick Yeah. Um, you might come out with a superior product at the end of it but in terms of like actual development and, and like people like living a healthy life you know like what's more important here is it to get a better game out or for people to suffer well for people to not suffer sorry like which like choose yeah. your poison because if it really is just like i want
1: the best game out then like just make the, the death of... cycle longer yeah. and just pay people right. yeah they'll be working on a game for longer you know less turnaround it's it's yeah it's better for everyone uh gamer wants to know when assassin's creed japan's coming out sure absolutely i
0: mean um I've been uh, like I've lived in Japan. They uh, they absolutely sell Assassin's Creed in Japan. I've seen it on the shelves. It's
1: it's always that. <laughs> that was that was a question, right? Yeah, that was that's cleared up. So that's good. Cool. Um, did you want to keep <laughs> keep on on this, or should we we talk about reusing animations? Uh, I mean, how long have we been going now? Oh, we've done a bit of a rant, haven't we? It's half half seven here.
0: Okay. Uh, Yeah, we're about 45 minutes in, so yeah,
1: we can talk about reused animations for five minutes. Uh, Okay, yeah, because it is a quick one because it's come up again. I think we've talked about it before. Uh, Someone's (laughs) noticed that in Horizon Zero Dawn and Horizon Forbidden West, they use the same animation for when uh, Aloy jumps off the cliff uh, and uses the grappling hook. And then the... Shock. Shock horror. So the games industry reuses assets. What? I'm not paying for this. This is ridiculous. I paid for a new game, not an old game. When are you going to start cutting corners and start making uh, a real game with all new assets and all new, you know, where does the where does the line end there? All new assets, all new animations, all new code, all new, what, HR structure, all new uh, devs? You know, the same devs made the two games. You know, I'm not paying for this. It's the same employees. Like, yeah. where would where you draw the line? Where does the line get drawn? there's like there's
0: a few different lines here which people are constantly jumping over to try and like justify their weird stance on this but uh, like the the example i keep coming back to it's like if you if you watch two spider-man movies and in the second spider-man movie you see the same building in new york city in the second mm. movie and then you getting angry about it that's that's the kill okay one of this. and if that sounds ridiculous it's because it is yeah it's really and this like I, I am a huge advocate and it, I am a like obviously I'm a developer so I'm obviously biased towards this, but I'm a huge advocate for developers to reuse as much as humanly possible. I really am. Like I, I think I think it would be great if we did it more. Um we reuse actors all the time. Like if you saw Tom Cruise in the same two movies yeah. in, in two different movies. I thought this was a new terror. movie. <laughs> right.
1: He jumped it's, the same way
0: that's ridiculous right. yeah and that's the point right so like with the Aloy Horizon uh Forbidden West thing like jumping in the same way as she does and the same thing happened with the uh Kratos thing with uh, Ragnarok when that was announced hmm. like Kratos getting in a boat animation looks the same as the Kratos getting in a boat animation in, in the first game yeah. So like, yeah do you know why because the same dude getting in the same Boat. sort of size boat he's gonna get like it do, you, in do you really way? think he's gonna do a front flip in this one instead just you know to mix yeah. it up a little bit because he's been doing it the same way for all these years this is what no, i think. would probably do
1: it the same way i was thinking of a, of this like on the mocap studio and they got the director there and they've got like the actress well, i can't remember her name like who plays aloy and they're like right so we've had some backlash uh, ashley burke ashley yeah. burke i love her by the way um we've got this we've got the we got this uh you know backlash on twitter we've got to redo the jump in animation where you it's probably animated anyway it's probably not an actual mocap situation but in my head this is got this is the comedy sketch like okay got to jump off the cliff in a different way <laughs> i was yeah. like okay so was, was there something wrong with the way i jumped off the cliff the first time around no it's like okay so what would you like me to do different it's like it just needs to be different does it need to be better does it need to be like more dynamic does it need to be like worse just so that you can see that there's a difference it's like no, no no it needs to be as good just slightly different it's like shall i wave my arms slightly more like shall i twist my body it's like no it just needs to be different like they just need to be able to tell that it's not the same and that will appease them and it's just like uh, there's nothing wrong with the animation of her jumping off the cliff like it's a good animation it works really well it looks amazing she she wouldn't do it any different way because if you jump off cliffs
0: like you're probably going to do it in the same way so you don't die right yeah so there's that side of it as well which is but like the the thing that cracks me up more than anything it's like it's it's all very superficial complaints about like visual stuff like oh they've reused an animation they reused a rock like why are we still making rocks it's it's ridiculous like the rocks
1: man there's, like, there's stories of people that have made thousands of rocks for video games so that people wouldn't complain about the rocks and it's just like seriously Crazy. that's someone's job to make rocks like I mean, yes,
0: and it's all—it's all superficial it stuff. It's fun as to well. make a
1: rock every now and again, like. like but the, you know, right every now and again, that's, when people have been making other things, when they come and model a rock, they hit, see it on Twitter. They're like, oh yes, I'm finally getting to model a rock again. So yeah, it can be cathartic and therapeutic, but they don't go, yes, I get to model ten thousand different rocks, like no. again, again, yeah, <laughs> for the second, just game. being the rock guy,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> but I mean, the, the
0: the superficial side of it is the fact that the it's all visual stuff so like the the code side of it like no one bats an eye yeah like uh, every single game ever that is worked on you reuses code and do you know what it's called it's called a game engine oh <gasps> shocking do you yeah. know how much reused code is used across multiple ips across multiple studios I, we're talking millions of lines of code yeah that just constantly in recirculation but no one cares because you don't see it right no, that's you know, it's okay, programmers can be lazy, but, you know, it, oh, you can't be a 3D model or an animator and be lazy. Oh, no, 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 no you yeah. can't do that. Oh, that looks like cutting so Yeah. Right. It's just ridiculous. Even though techn- the argument is the exact same. So and the fact that they don't have a problem with the code, they really shouldn't have a problem with the animation, mm. in my opinion. I think we should reuse as much of this as possible.
1: And also- The, the other game other, looks good. The other thing is, is, I don't care about people complaining. I, I care more about companies that change what they would normally do to appease the people that complain because the people that complain are probably going to buy the game regardless. You, you've never heard uh, of a game fail, like a follow-up game ever go fail, because that game was brilliant. It's just that they reuse too many assets, so I, uh, so it's a bad game. Like, that, the critics will never say that that's ever a thing. Like just Not in a million years. Not in a million years. If you can reimagine a, a story and get an emotion, and, and you're revisiting places that you've revisited in a, in a previous game, it's lauded as like, you know, oh, look how fresh and new. They're telling a new story. Uh, it's just gamers that it's just an f- odd few people that, that that um, you know, that like yeah, to dunk man. on it. But there's something to be said about the Twitter algorithm as well. Like the Twitter algorithm should just let it die. It's <laughs> devs that retweet it and comment on it and say, this is bad, stop doing this. That keeps It's the, it's the quote going. retweets. Yeah, It's the quote retweets out of the problem.
0: Yeah. Know, like the only piece of advice I can give to developers is like take a screenshot of what they've said and then post that up with your whatever comment you're gonna say. Like that's that's fair game. Yeah. But like the Don't like retweeting them it. and letting and teaching Twitter like, oh, this person has something good to say. Yeah. Everyone keeps retweeting them. So this is we'll we'll just keep this is good Twitter. Etiquette. But if you just post pictures, then yeah, just like the the algorithm will just forget about the pretty quick.
1: Yeah. So that's a good little a good little treat for everyone. A good little lesson there. Uh about Twitter etiquette. Yeah, Burke, I've just
0: mentioned um it'll be interesting to see if someone makes an AI algorithm to vary animations just because
1: of the superficial
0: complaint. I just, honestly it would not surprise me if it doesn't already exist. Like just change way.
1: a hand rotation slightly or like a foot. That's... Yeah, I'll just flip the flip the animation we'll flip completely. It. Yeah. So she jumps
0: the opposite way. Yeah. But it's the exact same one. It's just flipped. But no one can like say anything about it because no one would notice it. Because you jump off the cliff and be like,
1: oh, that looks a bit different, and you would never compare them. And the thing is, like, there's so many different things about those two apart the only thing that is the same is the animation. So like the hair the way the hair is animating is is totally different. Hair,
0: clothes, environment, the the weather, the lighting, the the upgrade like get out of here, man. Yeah. Like it's so ridiculous. There's so I like, wish
1: should... that's different. Yeah. So much.
0: And like really would she be any different? Because if she's the same person, you know it's she's it's stuff like that she's not any is she yeah. any older like what's the difference here like you know would people complain about if the asset got remade if it didn't get remade um if it's the same character across multiple games in the same generation it's stuff like that yeah. which confuses me you know <laughs> like it's just nuts we should just be a al- we should just allow these people to reuse whatever they want like especially if they're in a studio and they're making their own sort of content packs you know like it like yeah. if you work at if you work at a certain company and you just all you do is make rocks and they reuse them same rocks across all IP in that generation why shouldn't that be a thing you know because yeah. then you could just hire the rock guy and then he just kicks ass for it like you know for that time and he only works on rocks for that time and then he moves off onto trees and then he w- makes buildings and then he's happy and then everyone can just <laughs> use everything just more projects getting out everyone's buying more games everyone's playing more games like, yeah this is not a bad thing they're rocks people
1: you know yeah uh, just it's nuts with a lot of indie game stuff i see people i see I see some good videos where people are saying you know buy ass buy assets from the asset store pack buy like packs of trees reskin them if you want to but like don't be afraid to buy a pack and and, and use that to populate your game world so that the you know it's being taught the right way at least on the dev dev community which is good so that's good to see and and i think that goes to show this like it doesn't really make a difference on your actual end product. Like if people mm. if people say about it, then that just means that your games at least had good enough marketing for it to be noticeable. And yeah. it's probably not gonna affect, like, I don't think anyone no. is not gonna buy Horizon Forbidden West. It, and I safe. think that's
0: the ultimate point to all of this. Yeah. Like regardless of this conversation, and uh, like, even though we've had a little bit of a rant about it, regardless of all of this, none of it matters matter. because everyone still buys the games. Yeah. Nobody votes for their wallet when it comes to this subject in particular. And so it, it really just keep doing what you're doing, you know, yeah. I, I advocate for more developers to reuse more stuff, honestly, yeah. because it's, it's just nuts that we
1: don't like save so much time and labor. Is it healthy discord because nothing bad actually happens off the back of it? <laughs> I guess. Yeah, but I dunno, like if it's
0: inconsequential, then yeah, what's it's the point of this discussion in the first for
1: place, I guess. Stop. Yeah. It's right. just just, I suppose.
0: Yeah. It's just it, like, I think. Like, ultimately, um, what well, both of the conversations that we've had today, uh, the reason why I have problems with it is just this general lack of knowledge and just overall ignorance, like the willful ignorance of some people that believe that they know how games development works based off the fact that they just play games. Like, that is the problem here. It's like they, they think that they it, it's a certain way when it's not. Like, I had someone complaining about, like, I saw someone in my feed yesterday about complaining about concept art and like how useless it is like oh they they do all the concept art in pre-production and then no one ever touches it again why why would I want to look at it just the ignorance of that statement is just like you just want to pick these people up load them into a cannon and fire them into the sun and like peace you know because you just it, it it just annoys me beyond no end it's just people don't know what they're talking about mm. that just the willful ignorance of like I don't know what I'm talking about but I'm going to come out and say it sort of thing and it's like that just it just you just yeah
1: And those same people are like digging on your zombie guy. Just like, man, this looks awesome. When's the game coming out? Yeah. Well, I'm uh, just so you know, it's I'm a-
0: definitely going to reuse some stuff from <gasps> Mr. House.
1: You had it hit first hot take. Oh my god, he's going to reuse assets in his own video game. Oh my god. Next you be telling Absolutely. me that the fence has got some of the same textures that have been copied and pasted. Like the fence. Anyway, panels. we should move on. Yeah, okay. we should move on. Okay. No, I thought they were unique fence
0: panels, man. Oh Um, no! What's this gate gate or something? Gate gate gamer gate gate. There's there's a joke in there somewhere about gates and fences. Gate gate. (laughs) Anyway, anyway, we should uh, we should finish this thing off with uh, what we've been playing this week because we've uh, flipped it around. Uh, We'll keep it brief because
1: we've we started we started the week off literally after we finished the last week's episode. We went off and played um, we played the your new game, Vin, that you you invented, which is cool. It's, it's absolutely not mine, but you know, we I, I did work on it, to yeah. be fair. So it was Tom Clancy's... Is it called Rainbow Six Extraction?
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's the full title, Tom Clancy's Rainbow, Rainbow Six, Six Extraction, Six which is way too lengthy. Just call it Rainbow Six Extraction. Or just like, Extraction. The, just Extraction. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but um, yeah, and we had good fun. It was a good laugh. Took a while for Vin to figure out... I mean, for a video game person, Vin i am surprised that you don't have a headset with a mic within your immediate vicinity. i don't
0: i honestly don't play multiplayer games that much anymore yeah like with with mics anyway
1: because like
0: when you play with random people it's just like it's either racial slurs coming at me or just like oh you're shooting stuff like that so i'm just like yeah i don't want anything to do with these people yeah so i generally don't talk to people so but i i did i did crack out the uh headset for you chris ah so thank game. you
1: i'm privileged you're very
0: welcome <laughs> But you know, I really didn't appreciate the uh, the insults that
1: you threw at me. It was just, it was, well, was like game. Much. That's what you got to do. That's fair. <laughs> but no, I was really surprised that it's it, it it's a very in depth game. Like I had this impression, I think, that it was going to be like a like a double A game. Like uh, so I only got I only have a few bits and bobs that you can do. But I was I was constantly being surprised by the enemies. The um, the different people that you can play as, the different abilities, the different weapons, like the game modes. Uh, they've just they've they've it's really in depth. And like when I left that first play session, I was like, man, there's a lot to this. And um, yeah. it kept, every single time we was out doing the game, it was feeling fresh. Like everything felt new. So that was great. Um, but... Yeah, I've had a, I've had. A, I mean, I've I've been playing it for the past week. Like in
0: solo mode, a lot of the time. Like I'll just go in and do like incursions by myself yeah oh, I played with a couple of randoms online as well but they just get murked, like instantly like it's really if well, it's kind of me. funny oh yeah like it's kind of comical like how bad randos are okay like if they're not in teams like this is very much it, like the the game itself is very much designed for
1: multiplayer anyway yeah but if you're playing with random people it's kind of hard yeah so you yeah, need teamwork you know. and it was good for us yeah, yeah. I, I definitely felt like us talking Helped us play the game. Mm. Like here's a Absolutely. person through here. You take this one. I'll take that one. That sort of thing. um And m- mainly, it was me just asking you, "What does this do, Vid? What is this about?" <laughs> Hoping that you'd be an expert in the game, which obviously you kind of were, yeah. but uh not not as much as I thought. I thought you'd be you'd know everything. Like, no, oh, I, I mean know. this,
0: like like we were talking about. I don't. I mean, I don't like showing out the game anyway. Like to anyone, like anyone can make up their mind. The best thing about this game, like is the fact that it's on game pass so oh, people yeah. can just kind of try it if they want to just give it a go if you don't then i totally respect that but um yeah i mean the when it comes to me playing the games during development i try to avoid it as much as i possibly can like as a concept person like i'll look at screenshots and watch videos of the game constantly in production but yeah when i'm working on it like i try not to play it because I, i'm a gamer like i want to play the game eventually yeah yeah so it's kind of like this i'm uh, oh, just that's cool. it.
1: person in the tree yeah just the concepts are really cool. And, and you know, it's really cool that we're going to get to see some of your art uh, that you've done on this as well. So that Yeah, there's some concept art coming. Um, yeah. We'll probably talk about that in the next, probably the next
0: episode or two, I'm, I'm yeah.
1: sure. Uh, have you heard of Myth? I've not heard of Myth. I have uh, not. No. Okay, fine. Um, so, yeah, that was really fun. So maybe we can play some more of that sometime. And yeah. yeah, yeah, no, I'm good with that. I mean, it's
0: like a lot of people are, like the reviews weren't too kind to it like i think it got like sevens mm. and like 7.5s and stuff which is which is absolutely fine because the the play counts up like over three million people have played it now wow in, in its first week which was sort of insane three million uh, a really week. good reception wow yeah and the people that are playing it like they've we've been we've been trying to keep an eye on it um trying to ignore the journalists for the most part because yeah yeah that their opinions don't really line up a lot of the time with gamers i mean Like journalists don't talk about Grand Theft Auto Five every day, but you know that's like one of the most played games. Like people trash on Call of Duty every year. Call of like the last two Call of Dutys were top of the NPDs. Yeah. So like what people play and and what journalists like are often two separate things. So it's all. It's been really fascinating to see. Yeah. You know how the actual people that are playing the game are reacting to it because they're having a lot of fun with it so that's yeah that's the important thing i I'm was surprised also, at
1: how good it was so yeah and it's one of those games where it looks okay with the video but it's it isn't until you actually are in that situation it that... plays a lot better than the looks yeah i guess like it's the better way to
0: describe it and it was it was it was hilarious like everyone internally was just like Kotaku wrote a positive article about us yeah you know, it was just it was really funny i noticed that. like everyone like did the rounds of like Kotaku article like praising Rainbow Six Extraction going around the studio is just like, it's, all right, that's bizarre. It's out of character, but yeah. Very. I, I'm considering like Kotaku were the ones that, were, and it was it was probably like Kotaku probably only said good things about it was because everyone else was saying negative things. That's probably yeah, <laughs> so, that could be being edgy, reverse yeah. edgy. But it probably
1: because... was that just the writer actually liked the game. I'm sure that's probably as, as simple as it was, and they just didn't have an agenda at that time. That's, you know, had yeah, nothing else. To talk about. Positive take on that, <laughs> but that's good. No, that's good because it, uh, it deserves to get good. It deserves to get good praise, and um, yeah, it's a great game. So I'm really. happy. I will say, it. I
0: mean, like I said, it's on Game Pass, so if anyone wants to go and check it out, like go and play. it. I'm not going to tell you, like, if I like, I'm enjoying it, but I'm not going to say if it's a good game objectively or anything. Obviously, I'm biased, so mm-hmm. everyone should like go and find out for themselves. Especially if you've got Game Pass, but if you haven't. Yeah, uh, if you've got a Game Pass you're for it's a sale,
1: just, if you're no, it's edge just worth the time. Yeah, it's just worth the right. time. Uh, yeah, it's one button man. I've been playing the best game I've ever played, I think. It's up there. It's on the short list. And it's... Oh, you got Death Door. Awesome. Well, like, well, uh, how are you liking it? How far did you get on Death Door? Well, you that? say, okay, fine. F- fair enough. I've got through to like uh, the second Oh, Are you actually area. playing Death yes, Store? as yes, well? Yes, I have actually oh, okay. playing Door. Right. Good man. <laughs> I've got through to like the second level with the with the gravestones. and I'm really enjoying it so far. And yeah, it probably is one of the best games I've ever played. Um, I've got the Broly. That was fun. Um, so good yeah I'm really enjoying that game that is a great game I've only just started playing it I was playing it with my boy earlier today and um, he loves it when you die because the big death comes up and it's really great texture and he just was just chuckling away because he's never seen that before and I was thinking you know I've never seen that before that's actually really clever like to use the game space as a like a stencil and and, and have the word appear there so that was really fun Um, do you know how many people made that game how many four (gasps) Two, <gasps> no way! Two people made that. Game.
0: What? Um, they freelanced out. Um, I think two concept artists, and then they had one person make all the three D work. But well, the vast bulk majority of the work was done by two people. So, wow, which is mind blowing. And like, when you finish that game, we'll do a deep dive into it. I think at some point because there's so many little things that I could pick apart. Like in terms of the like, game's design, it just does yeah. so well.
1: The balancing. And are, sound design the, as well is the, great. Yeah, it's so well balanced. Like, uh, like, yeah. And the, the the onboarding was really smooth and slick and um, it hooks you in really quick. Um, yeah. Because so most of what I'd seen is just like the first 10 minutes of the game. And I was like, like the highlights are the first 10 minutes of the game. What? Like, so that was like, that got me hooked as well. So yeah. yeah. Um. So there was that. But what I was going to say was um, the game What Remains of Edith, Edith finch um okay which is uh, an amazing game that a lot of people know about and um it's just amazing i can't explain it you you play a person that goes around a house and then you relive past relatives lives um and it's just one of those games where games design and story meld and just. In, like you can't tell where one end one one begins and there's no right. cutscenes. it's just everything is in game um and it's by the company that did mm, 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 giant sparrow so they then went on to do um f- is it f- black swan or forgotten swan uh, uh for- i think it's forgotten
0: Swan and now the
1: unfinished one unfinished swan that. so yeah they then went on to do unfinished swan so i'd heard of unfinished swan and that's, so I definitely heard of that, but I just, Edith Finch totally passed me by. Like, I hadn't even heard of it, didn't even know what it was. And then, so it's just come out of the blue. And then when I started to search for it and, and like tweet it and things like that, after I'd played the game, I was like, hang on, this is a big game. Like, what the hell? And it's one of those games that's like, totally passing by, but it's big. Like, it's one of those games where it's kind of like the Ramones, for video games, where people always say, "Oh, I love the Ramones," but no one's ever bought their album, and it's kind—I of, think this is like the Ramones of video Dude,
0: games. I, I've constantly had this with uh, Eco, The exact same thing. Yeah, everyone everyone acknowledges that Eco is good, and everyone's like, "Yeah, Echo is a great game. Like, it's a cold classic and all that sort of stuff." But they've never the vast majority it. of people have never played it. Yeah. But everyone—everyone every, everyone sort of heard it in the Echoes sort of thing. Yes. It's
1: kind of a similar thing, I guess. This is one of those games. It's like, it's like it predates. So i had a similar emotional response i'm not going to give any spoilers away but it it hit me as hard it probably hit me as hard as um like the walking dead season one. Oh wow telltale okay. so it yeah. hit me as hard as that but it did it when was it uh, when was it initial release 2017 2017 really huh
0: okay yeah it's a few years ago now it's like five five years ago Jesus. five yeah, years ago
1: oh huh. okay so, wait, maybe the Unfinished One was a precursor to this. Maybe the Unfinished One was first. I think,
0: yeah, I think that's right. Right. Because I remember the Unfinished One being on the PlayStation 3? So that I think was 2012.
1: Was? Right, okay. That's when yeah. I played it. Yeah,
0: yeah. Okay. It was a while
1: ago. It's just that I'm not going to give any spoilers away, but the narrative is flipped. Yeah, yeah. With those two games, but they're linked. <laughs> um, Just the fact that if you Google Unfinished One and What Remains, of Edith. Finch, you're like, how are they linked? What? That doesn't make any sense. Right. What do so, you actually do in this
0: game anyway? Like, I have no idea. Like, i have not.
1: So I'll just give you some examples of some of the things you do. You you, you can become a cat. You can become a monster. You can uh, chop fish. Uh, you can swing on a swing. You can um, read a comic. Um, you can shoot a deer. You can take some pictures. You can walk around. Okay,
0: but why? why? Why do you do these things?
1: You're what re- is the you're what reliving, is the goal <laughs> you're reliving the memories of, of of your relatives
0: okay i see now
1: yeah. right when they were all when they were alive Hunting
0: and and like becoming Christians. and they were living
1: their lives so it's, it spans like several generations so you, it's all throughout history as well and this narrative is just it's it's about family and it's about um tradition and it's about curse and it's about um like understanding yourself through your past and your relatives and um kind of like explores empathy really um right. and explores how how different people can be related and how you can have different thoughts and opinions and uh like um world views and still be in the same family and still like function and still love each other and it's a really so many good takeaways and so many good through lines and threads and so many uh yeah so many lessons that you can just dig out of it it's just ugh, it it's just brilliant i can't give it enough praise like it's just the best written like story of a video game that's melded into like what you physically do with your hands that hmm. that, that i've ever ever played so yeah highly 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 recommend that and the fact that that is, that is high praise from chris yeah and the fact that it's just gone past like 2017 and i like, never even heard of it and it's 95% liked this video game, according to Google users. So, yeah, I haven't got a clue. I, I, I was freaked out more about how good it was and the fact i never heard of it in equal measure. Yeah. Like, if there's an indie game, I'm like, oh, that's good. I'm just like, yeah. But I'm like, where has this been all my life? <laughs> like, what right. the hell? Um, so that's what I've been playing. And then anything else, what else have I been playing? Um, I think that's kind of been it this week nothing else yeah I've, I've not really out. the only other thing I
0: was playing was um, I recently got I haven't got it on me either that's annoying oh. I got a, a Mi U Mini a little um, a little Game Boy handheld knockoff thing from China so I'm going to be I'm going to be playing some uh, retro games on that but I'll, I'll report back
1: okay. on that next week I assume oh yeah I was playing Disney Rush don't oh don't, yeah don't don't play Disney Rush <laughs> Although Harrison likes it. Harrison likes it. You can be, you can play little games from Atui, Incredibles, Cars, Toy Story, and Up. And there's only three three levels per IP and unlockables and it's Disney. The thing is, it's crap for so many reasons. (laughs) But my kid loves it. So is it crap? It, yeah. It's it, it, it like Disney is succeeded Universal in its like, task in in movies like Disney Pixar like Universal like adults can get cool things from it and the kids can get cool from things from it. The video game Disney Rush. Like kids can get something from it, but adults can only be frustrated if they're into video games of any sort. For example, in their little, like choose what level you want to play play area where kids are running around. It's like an adventure playground. Kids are jumping on things, but your character can't jump on anything. You can jump for no reason because there is nothing you can jump on. So for example, there's Toy Story bricks and there's like a crane and it's picking up the Toy Story bricks and it's like you're in Andy's playroom and it's like, oh, this is great. Like everything's big. I'm I'm, I'm the size of a toy. Ha ha ha. Hey, mm-hmm. let's jump on this brick that's just there next to me. Nope, can't do it. And then you play the animation to start the level off and there'll be a kid jumping on the brick and it's just like rubbing your face in the fact that you can't jump on this brick. (laughs) And you think, okay, fine, I'm going to go play a game and these little playmats appear near where the level will start. And you think to yourself, okay, I know a user user design. I'm like, I'm 34. I I can figure out how games work. I know I've got to go onto the playmat and that's how I'm going to start the level. No, no, Vin. You don't go on the playmat. You just go next to the playmat and then you can start the level. Really That's ridiculous. This, huh? It's just ridiculous. <laughs> I think I was telling you last week I think I was telling you last week we never actually talked about it like the character controllers for most of the actual levels and most of the games are mm. so bad that I, I'm i dumbstruck as to how they came up with it. Like I'm, I'm making my game in Unity and I'm making character controllers and it's it's so frustrating because your input does not match what happens on the screen. Like there is no way that you can get a character to go where you want it to go. It just ends up where it wants to be. And it's so frustrating. And my, and Harrison, my boy who's six, he is frustrated with it as well. He, he finds it frustrating, but he's still enjoying the game. And I'm like, I do not get, annoyed that he probably he because he's right, probably
0: used to like he's seeing like his favorite characters on the screen right. that's just it he just ball. sees the
1: rat running around and he's giggling his head off yeah but he would he would right. ask me stupid questions not stupid questions so he'd ask me properly legit questions and that was me trying to get him to like go you see why it's a bad game you see like you go why am i sliding upwards and i'd be like you can't slide upwards and he's like why is this rat sliding up a window it's like yeah i know it's bad isn't it <laughs> <laughs> so it's just so bad yeah, it's so bad. You can slide upwards on other things as well, and oh, it's glitchy. Um, I think you can do that. So,
0: uh, honestly, from like if you took out the title, it sounds like you're describing a uh, Battlefield Nine Forty Two. If I'm honest, Twenty Forty Two. Yeah, very very similar experience. Yeah,
1: yeah, I guess. On carriage right. controller, sliding up windows. Yeah, that sounds like Battlefield. But some of the textures f- f- stand out as being really cool, and the driving is actually pretty decent on the cars one. like, They've they they've got that okay. But like where the hitboxes are and where you can fall off the map and where you can't fall off the map are not All right, consistent. Chris. We've uh
0: we we've we've talked about this game far too long. Sorry, I, just I don't... don't play it.
1: Yeah, just don't play it. Yeah. yeah. What about you? What have you been pla- what else have you been playing? Anything else? Had to get off my, uh, off my chest. No, Sorry, I, I was getting so. riled up then. Sorry.
0: Sorry. No no no, it's good. it's good
1: it's good that you got it out, but I just don't think anyone cares about Disney Rush. <laughs> good good point. No one was thinking. Oh, I was going to play that after this. Right. It's
0: ruined. <laughs> kind of reminds me like uh, an old podcast which I used to do called um uh, Pixel Pints. coffee and Beercast. Oh no, I was never on uh, Pixel. Oh, Pints. you went Beer on that coffee. one. It was, like it was on. It
1: oh was yeah, on, yeah, yeah. Hi. Chastel. Yes. Yes.
0: Well, I remember talking to Evan uh, about this, and like I remember one time as a joke, I was playing um the Harry Potter Lego games. Right. And he and like I don't know why, but he took my recommendation and she went out and bought this game. That, like I was jumping in and out of it, just like I was. It was one of those games. It was dumb sort of thing, but yeah. it's just whatever. you am form fun with it, right? I'm not saying it's the greatest game in the world, but he played it and he absolutely despised it with a passion. And he was just like he came on this episode like the week late, and it was like this game. Oh my god! It was just like like raving about it, and it's just like I don't think anyone cares about Harry Potter. LEGO. About how
1: good or bad <laughs> Harry Potter Lego is, yeah. Yeah. but he finished it which you know i didn't even do and i was the one that was like half enjoying it so yeah off to him i guess yeah fair enough fair enough well this is the thing i for all the complaints that i've got for it it you know is still playing is the target is the target <laughs> well not by choice is the target audience right. enjoying the experience yes so you know that's fair. yeah
0: okay serious uh, when are you guys coming on to pixel pints whatever your lovers man um That'll be fun. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, just let us know, and we'll, uh, we can jump on.
1: Yeah. Uh, uh, you been playing but... anything else, Finn? I don't think so. I think
0: that's everything. Um, I'm think... really trying to think. I really don't think I've played anything else. Oh, yeah. I just started playing uh, Call of Duty Vanguard. Just. Like, I'm on, like, the second level.
1: Oh, ah, okay, cool. Yeah, I've played, I played uh, most of those. Is it buggy for you? No, not really. I had a few bugs on it. Mm. Oh, no, wait. I'm not yeah, thinking yeah. of Vanguard. I'm thinking of someone else. I think. Mm. Vanguard's the new one, yeah? Newest one, yeah. Ah, okay.
0: Which is like the uh, Inglorious Bastard sort of style um, World War Two game.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm on the second level. Um, it's very cinematic. It's very pretty. It's very Call of Duty. Um, it is what it is. Uh, it was the most sold game of the last year. So, yeah. I, I, everyone knows what Call of Duty is. Like, if you're interested in it, go look at it. But, yeah. It's early days. I'll report back to how I actually feel about it next week
1: i think it's one of those ones where it might have got uh yeah the critics might have dunked on it a bit but it's actually the fans are like it's actually pretty good game Yeah, they're probably dunking on it
0: after all of the uh obviously the news that was coming out of activision last year so yeah it's it's kind of hard to like see the Mm woods through the trees on
1: that yeah there's laura bailey that plays like a russian sniper in that i'm really looking forward to her performance really cool character heard good things Yeah. yeah Yeah. Okay, cool. That's probably a that's probably a good place to to wrap this episode up. Um Absolutely. if we want to track down your zombie game and figure out when the release date's gonna be, hoping it's gonna be soon, or if Stop we can wish list on Steam. No where where can we wish list your game, Vin?
0: You can wish list it um somewhere other than reality. Um, no, but you can you can find me on uh, Twitter, I am at HillFort Games. Um, you can find me in some of my indie stuff and my uh, concept art, which I'm going to be releasing a load of concept art from uh, Rainbow Six Extraction very, very soon. And I know I say that every week, but I really mean it this yeah, time. It's we were supposed very, to do it this very, week,
1: but you got very pushed back soon. again. So there's some stuff that's still not been released. So I can't see yeah. it. So I'm very sad. Yeah. Very sad. But too. soon.
0: But very soon. So very, next week, very soon. yeah,
1: we'll do an Extraction
0: special or something. Yeah. Maybe, but very soon um but yeah if you uh are into concept art in general then please follow me on art station I am Venn Hill Arts uh yeah
1: I, like I said stuff is coming pretty soon but how about you Chris where can people find you uh so on Twitter I'm at acrylic pixel I think that's the same on Instagram I've got a YouTube channel which is acrylic pixel and TikTok which is acrylic pixel wet but it's Gross. the same as what's on Twitter except with less characters and no. the aspect ratio is not correct so just follow me on twitter <laughs> and a lot more teenagers like liking stuff um but yeah that's the
0: uh that's the reality of uh social media in 2022 i guess yeah but yeah if you did like this episode then please like subscribe comment all like sort of good stuff let us know uh what you think about the uh topic of crunch and reusing assets like do you agree with us are we silly um let us know like i'm um, sure yeah what's the argument for
1: people? it yeah
0: don't just don't invite, no, him, don't invite that
1: don't that kind of words just believe don't, us just, when we say that is the wrong box to open
0: chris jesus <laughs> and on that bombshell <laughs> and that bombshell we'll be leaving you so until next time bye-bye bye-bye